Hello and welcome to Hands-On Techie Talks, where we talk about all things creation and innovation for kids like you. We are two girls who are current students and future engineers who love using technology to solve the problems that we see around us. My name is Danielle Boyer, and I'm a young Indigenous educator, author, and robot maker. And I'm Vinia Gunnishaker, a 13-year-old changemaker who loves robots, helping my community, and protecting our environment. This podcast is sponsored by the STEAM Connection, where we make accessible, affordable, and diverse science, technology, engineering, art, and math educational resources for kids and build up future STEAM superheroes. You can learn more and start making your own robots now at www.steamconnection.org. You can follow along with each episode at www.steamconnection.org slash hands-on. Happy Ramadan to those of you who celebrate it. We wish all of you much joy and peace and health. To those of you who don't know, Ramadan is a time when Muslims get closer to God or Allah. As of 2015, 24% of the population followed Islam. Ramadan is the most sacred month of the year in the Islamic culture. Muslims observe the month of Ramadan to mark that Allah gave them the first chapters of the Quran, their holy text, to the prophet named Muhammad. Wish a Muslim friend of yours a happy Ramadan because it is a really special time for them. And don't be afraid to educate yourself by Googling questions that you have. So today I'm on my own because my co-host Vinia is out taking the PSATs. So I am by myself and will be taking a break from our new mini-series on growth and plants to talk about how to celebrate Earth Day. Every year on April 22nd, Earth Day is celebrated to show support for environmental protection. According to the organization Earth Day, Senator Gaylord Nelson, a junior senator from Wisconsin in the United States, has long been concerned about the deteriorating environment. There wasn't a lot of public awareness about environmental impact in the mainstream media. Then, in January 1969, he and many others witnessed the impact of a massive oil spill in California. Inspired by the student anti-war movement, Senator Nelson wanted to infuse the energy of student anti-war protests with an emerging public consciousness about air and water pollution. While we appreciate this day, we should recognize that there are people who have been advocating for our Earth far before Earth Day became a thing, and many of them are people of color. Earth Day is recognized as the beginning of the environmental movement in the United States, but that simply is not the case. Us indigenous peoples have been taking care of and fighting to protect the Earth since the beginning of time. This points out a huge problem. We see many issues in society only gain credibility by the masses when white men speak up about it, and it shouldn't be like that. We shouldn't listen to someone over someone else just because of their race or gender or sexuality. For many, the environment is only brought up on Earth Day, and this can be a really scary thing because as we know, environmental problems affect us every single day in a multitude of ways, and when we don't have a conversation about it and how it applies to us on a day-to-day -day basis, that can be super dangerous. I remember when I was a kid and taking different classes at my homeschool group, the environment was only mentioned on Earth Day. We'd make a paper earth or talk about endangered animals, but would never learn about how, what we could actually do to help the environment or what environmental changes were happening. So it was actually painted like it wasn't that severe of a problem, and many people would look at the environment as a one-day type of thing, just like a normal day to raise awareness for things that aren't that serious. But Earth Day gives us an opportunity to speak up and to be heard. We should treat every day as Earth Day and do what we can to make the change that we want to see. 
but we should also recognize the power of Earth Day on Earth Day. For example, many companies and institutions do not talk about indigenous issues until Native American Heritage Month in November. This is really discouraging because we exist every day. We should be celebrating the day or month as a beautiful day that it is, but we also need to encourage companies to encourage others to think of change every single day. But in the meantime, we can use the momentum that such days have to continue to advocate for change and to help us bring it to a wider audience. So today I'm going to be giving you some actionable items on what you can do during Earth Day and events you can attend and different organizations that you can be a part of. The first thing I'm going to do is recommend some resources that we have created here at the Steam Connection that we will be releasing on Earth Day. On our website at www.steamconnection.org/earth, you will be able to download free new posters that you can print out or use as your tablet background. We will have new Earth stickers up in our shop where the proceeds will be donated to giving kids robots for free. We will have awesome free activity sheets posted and a free sampler of one of my Earth books that I wrote for my awesome robotics team. I've been working really hard on these resources and I can't wait to share them with you. Make sure to not only use them yourself, but to share them with your friends too. Alongside these fun resources, there will be ways for you to share them with others as a list on your favorite social platform or even with your friends. Be sure to check it out and to celebrate Earth Day with us. The next thing I'm going to recommend is a list of events that you can attend virtually on Earth Day or in the days leading up to Earth Day. First is Climate Live, which are global climate concerts all around the world in over 40 countries. It is led by Fridays for Future Youth Climate Groups. There will be singers and speakers and activists all working together to make our voices heard. On April 23rd on Instagram, I will have a chat live with Climate Live US about the environment and the work that I'm doing. Be sure to check it out if you're interested. Also, you can attend the virtual Earth Day celebration by the organization Earth Day. Their theme this year is Restore Our Earth. On their website, they have a whole map of events that you can look into and get involved with. It's so, so cool. Also, I'm going to talk about a few more resources from the organization Green That Life. Make sure to check these out with an adult. One Earth Film Festival is planning an Earth Week mini film festival on April 19th through the 25th that will include films and related discussions. EarthX will open up Earth Day events, including the EarthX Film Festival, to the public free of charge. The virtual celebration will include environmental and conservation leaders from a wide range of disciplines and interests who represent a broad spectrum of initiatives and efforts around the globe. National Geographic's Virtual Day 2021 events include a docu-series on whales, which will premiere on Disney+. In addition, Mayo Performing Arts Center will present a Nat Geo Live Virtual Earth Day lecture by award-winning photographer and filmmaker Andy Mann from Summit to Sea on April 22nd. And this event is free too. Another cool resource that was actually released last year was uh, put together by NASA on an Earth Day at Home series, complete with resources to learn about NASA employees, videos to learn about our Earth, articles, and so much more. We talk about this a lot on the podcast, but if you have an opportunity to get outside, go outside. Go for a walk if you can, or eat your breakfast outside. Studies show that people who spend at least 120 minutes per week outside report better health and psychological well-being. I actually went for a run today. Uh, it was more of a walk, to be honest, 
but it's really nice to be able to get out and work towards improving my mental health and work towards treating my body better. Uh, also bring a mask in case you run into people because I keep doing that and I always have to cross the street before I see anyone so I have to bring a mask with me to make sure that I'm safe and they're safe too. Also, clean up trash outside, listen to previous episodes of ours that you haven't heard before to learn new things about our environment, and make a fun Earth Day sign with old paper or boxes to show others that you care about Earth Day. Google the questions that you don't know the answers to on topics that you really care about and share one or two of your findings with your friends. I think these resources are all so important and will really help you have a great Earth Day, and I can't wait. Lastly, many of you loved it when we took quizzes on the podcast, so I'm going to be recommending a few quizzes and then take one all about Earth Day. So my favorite quizzes are actually from the organization Earth Day, which is offering a lot of information and resources for Earth Day that you so have to check out. They have quizzes on upcycled foods, whale conservation, protecting our species, climate change, oceans and plastic, environmental literacy, deforestation and biodiversity, and clean energy. These are all really important things to learn about, and if you take the quizzes, you can learn about what you need to learn more about. Even if you get a really low score on some of these quizzes, it just shows that you have so much more to learn, and I think that's a really exciting thing. So as you know, we love National Geographic Kids, and what I love even more than their articles is their really cool quizzes. They have these quizzes in their magazine too. I'm going to be taking one of their quizzes called Save the Earth. Take this quiz to find out how green you are. And by green, they mean environmentally conscious. So there's eight questions and I'm going to take the quiz with you. So the first question for me is which of these items can be composted or turned into natural fertilizer for your garden? As my mom says, which of these would be plant food? The first option is eggshells then golf balls, aluminum foil, or all of the above. I don't know about you, but I don't think golf balls or aluminum foil would be really good plant food for my plants. But, I mean, I eat eggs, or at least most of my friends do. I actually don't eat eggs, but many people eat eggs, so I think that um, that could be the best fertilizer. Let's select eggshells. It said that I got the answer correct. In addition to eggshells, you can compost most uneaten plant-based food. That's really cool. The next question is, what uses the most energy in U.S. homes every year? This is a really difficult question. We have lighting, heating and air conditioning, refrigeration, or heating water. Huh, let me think about it. I think that this could depend a lot uh, based on the area that you live in. For example, you might need more air conditioning or more heating depending on where in the United States or where in the world you live in, or even if you have heating or air conditioning, which I know many homes do not. I'm gonna think that it would be heating and air conditioning because a lot of people I know use it all the time. So, hmm. And I think with refrigeration, your refrigerator does not take up as much energy. And heating water wouldn't take up as much energy either. Uh, I'm gonna select heating and air conditioning. And it's correct! 
Heating and air conditioning use the most energy in the average U.S. home. The third question is, which of these species are threatened by global warming? And we've talked a bit about this and how dangerous this is and how drones can actually uh, help save animals from extinction by viewing how many there are in the trees in hard to reach areas for people. But let's think about it. The options are koala, clownfish, arctic fox, or all of the above. Unfortunately, knowing what I do about endangered animals, it would have to be all of the above. Our animals are really at risk because of things like global warming and deforestation, and it's really important for us to take care of animals just as much as we take care of ourselves. We need to treat animals as the special beings that they are. I'm going to hit all of the above. And unfortunately, the answer is correct. Species that live in all habitats, from land to sea, from the Arctic to the rainforest, can be threatened by global warming. The fourth question is, how many degrees has the Earth warmed up in the past 100 years? Hmm. Now this is a hard question because I definitely don't remember off the top of my head. First, we have 20 degrees Fahrenheit, we have 30 degrees Fahrenheit, 1 degree Fahrenheit, or 12 degrees Fahrenheit. Hmm, I'm thinking of the articles that I read, and that really shows you the importance of reading lots of articles because it can help you remember stats at the most random time. When I give interviews and things, I just will spout out random numbers and I'll realize that they're from an article I read months prior and it applies to the topic I'm talking about and I think that's really cool. I'm going to guess one degree Fahrenheit. Let's see. <gasps> the answer is correct. In the last 100 years, the Earth's average temperature has increased by one degree Fahrenheit. Question number five, what is most frequently found in beach cleanups? So beach cleanups are when people clean up uh, trash and pollution off of the beach. There's plastic and pollution everywhere. So uh, the options are glass, shoes, pieces of plastic, or jewelry. I mean, we've even had a whole mini series on pieces of plastic and plastic in general. So I'm going to guess pieces of plastic. And that's the correct answer. All of those plastic bags, wrappers, bottles, and other junk add up. Plastic items are most frequently found objects at beach cleanups. That really shows the importance of recycling things or not buying plastic altogether. Let's ban single-use plastic. Question number six is, paper can be made from which of these materials? There's panda excrement, which is panda poop, <laughs> hemp, wood, or all of the above. So I've actually been working on different biodegradable projects, so I know the answer is all of the above. And that shows the importance of doing projects and learning things, and as I said before, reading articles. Because when we do this, we learn more and more information, and we're able to answer crazy questions like these. Trees aren't the only paper makers. Plenty of materials are out there to recycle into paper, including panda poop. So question number seven, which is the greenest form of transportation or the most sustainable way of transportation? Uh, there's car, bicycle, bus, and train. I want you to think about this a little bit. What do you think the answer is? All right, the answer I believe is bicycle because we're not using up any gas or we're not using lithium batteries to create these things. We're powering them ourselves. And the answer is correct. Traveling by a bus or train is more environmentally friendly than taking a car, but riding your bike, but riding your bike is the greenest way to go. And then we're at our last question, true or false? The average American generates more than four pounds of trash per day. <gasps> That's a lot of trash, but I think the answer is true. Let's see. The answer is correct. 
the average American makes a lot of trash, more than four pounds a day. Some of this trash is recycled or composted, but most of it is not. And I think this quiz points out a lot of things that we can do in our everyday lives to make the world a greener place. I really suggest checking out this quiz because I learned a lot and I hope that you do too. Stay tuned next week to hear more from our mini series on growth and plants and to also hear from Vinny again. I hope that you all have a great week and be sure to check out our worksheets at www.steamconnection.org slash hands on.